everyone, Kip here. Uh, some life happened this week, and we weren't able to record episode two of our Summer of Hibiki, but uh, we'll be back on that soon. For right now, though, uh, we have our Comrade J episode, which will round out our 90s Movie Writer Trilogy episode. And next week, we will return to Comrade Saber with me and James Baker to cover episodes 36 through 40. And... Shin... Hello, you're saying to Comrade with me. I'm Ross Kip, and today we're talking about Comrade J with our guest Ryan from the Reading Comics Wall Black. Hey, Ryan, what's up? Hey, Kip, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about you, Ryan? Good, man. Thanks for having me back. It's like been a minute, yes, right? It has. Yes, it has. I'm not sure if you're going to reveal it or not, but I'll spoil it. This is the lost episode. Uh, we unfortunately got a little errors happen on the last recording, but I'm glad to be back with you um, to to redo this and talk some Comrade uh, J. Yeah, that was like a good episode too i was like really sad i was like oh and then like time and everything so it's like a just means we gotta bring the funk even more this time yeah and uh that's why we're here to roll this comrade j and just like uh i like to like see the less known parts of like toku stuff and this is like definitely up there you know yeah it's definitely a little hidden pocket of uh things i i feel like i like might have seen his particular design um as a kid you know when i was like following other stuff um but yeah this was uh something definitely uh you know has a ton of watchability rewatchability excuse me and really quick too yeah because like um when comrade black or x like ended like they had these like three movies like in the 90s there was like a 12 13 year gap between like when comrade was just like off tv and it's like a interesting like here to see what they're trying to do like in my mind it like kind of r- reminds me of like doctor who or it's like oh like they have this whole doctor like this whole part of their like cotton duty that's like in this weird movie that like not a lot of people have seen really you know yeah i mean you really don't hear a lot of people i mean just like ultraman i, think, I feel like ultraman might be a little bit more popular than common writer as far as like the 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 wider audience of course um of course there's the, the hardcore you know groups for both um what have you but yeah definitely common writers like the the lesser known um yeah so it makes sense for like bandai and with toei to collaborate to try to bring this over um to us as well yeah it's like internationally like i think um you kind of know what ultraman is like better if you're not like in like japan but also uh it does kind of feel like Ultraman is doing a better job in like the current era of like bringing itself around the world, like to different like audiences, like right, trying to uh, produce itself as much as possible to 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 reach to reach a, a somewhat. I mean, yeah, granted, they're they're not doing like it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot, but they are like piece by piece. I feel uh, Ultraman they're trying to like get it over here uh, even better by you know especially releasing the the English dub. Um, for the recent Ultraman Z series, and I, I'm assuming they're going to do that again for uh, the new one that's coming out. I wonder okay, if they're th- going to put mm-hmm. Ultraman Trigger on YouTube, like when that like first episode that comes out, or like on the Crunchyroll or something like that. I was wondering. I don't think they will. Something tells me they're going to make us wait a year, unfortunately. 
Uh, I don't know why they mm. why they make us do that, but <laughs> I would love if they. I know they're having like an event for the uh, the Sevenger fight um, show that's coming out. Uh, that's gonna be they're gonna be airing the first episode. I'm not sure if that's gonna have an English dub or not um, for the premiere. Also, so we'll see. I think there's a sub for that because like I know there was stuff like okay. there was like people like recording it that like or had the dub, screen I mean, that was like excuse me. yeah, but like um like there was some message, please don't record this. We're putting this out like tomorrow or something, which if that's the case, like that's not bad, you know, that's not like yeah, a yeah. Really bad place to be. And like, of course, like their like whole like Marvel thing. I'm convinced that we're going to get like an Ultraman Disney plus series, like the same way they like might've done. Oh, for, no. like, a, like big hero. I hope they don't get Disney plus. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I don't think, I don't think they're going to go that route. Cause it seems like, cause I, they just, did a quick license with the uh, modus games for um uh what's the game override 2 and so they had all okay. the netflix ultraman characters uh so then they did that partnership that quick partnership with marvel for both of those volumes so far we'll see if they continue so it seems like they're like trying to dabble with these other companies here and there uh, but not necessarily give away all the goods um just yet not to like cause you like some like real harm here but um if Mistborn can be in Fortnite, do you think that Ultraman can be in Fortnite? Just like that, like I could easily see. I'm not sure who, who who did you say again. Um, the Mistborn series is in Fortnite now. There's like a costume from like the Mistborn, like Brandon Sanderson fantasy series. That oh, yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, not familiar with that one. Unfortunately, I, I saw the I think Ryu and Chun Li was that also in Fortnite recently, or am I thinking of something else? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah, I could easily see Ultraman. Uh, dabbling in there if they do i would hope it, it'd be like one of the classic ultraman ultraman excuse me like a like ultraman 80 maybe or um or a leo would be cool they'd probably do what like the og ultraman or like seven probably yeah or seven i could see them doing seven if we get, maybe if zero they if they're do, being frosty yeah i would say if they want to be super crazy they could do ace as well <laughs> i've never played uh the fortnite but it's crazy to see that they get some of these um these licenses from or partner with these other licenses because i guess there's a whole like be the metaverse thing going on where it's like oh you don't want to have a multiverse you want to have like this weird place where where parts of different franchises meet and like that's what space jam wants to do and it's like okay that's weird oh yeah i did see the the yeah the space jam Fortnite. i think that was that you're talking about the space jam Fortnite commercial they did Oh no, they're also doing that. Damn, that's a lot. I, yeah, I feel like I saw like I, if I'm correct, there was like a, a Space Jam, another crossover too, and they were doing it with uh, one of the Fortnite type things. Um, but yeah, something along those lines. It makes sense, honestly. <laughs> they could probably do like a really like simple Marvel event that like featured like Ultraman, because like I know those like recent comments are like in their own like in their own segment, but there's probably this like. Oh, are they going to do something where, like, oh no, though, like Thanos stole like the color timer from Ultraman, and now like it's like, oh, like I have no yeah, powers, would, but I'm here with yeah, Spider-Man. I'd be happy if they went cosmic with it. They sort of teased us. Uh, one of the one of the variant covers for the first Ultraman series was uh, Spider-Man like, uh, kind of collaborating with Ultraman. So I thought that would have been cool if they would have. Uh, Spider-Man, I think, would have been a, a fun int- uh, character to introduce Ultraman into the, the Marvel-verse. Because Marvel did cross over with um, Attack on Titan that one time, too. Remember that? 
Mm, I didn't. I didn't follow that. It was like a one-off, I think. But like, they need stuff to do, and they need to make it big, so I could see like, oh, it's like Ultraman King versus Galactus kind of stuff. Like, it's like yeah, that'd be fun. Him yeah. teaming up with Silver Surfer type of deal. Oh no, it's Carnage Ultraman. What's going on? Oh, it's <laughs> no, like no, Morbius. Easy. All right, that's a little too fault him. No, don't get him venomized. <laughs> Even I, I, I would, I would not read that honestly. If uh, if he got carnized or venomized, I don't, I don't think I would not read that. Yeah, it would be something like that, or like it's like if they were actually putting out their like Morbius movie, for example, they would like have that crossover, like oh, like Morbius figured out that like by becoming like a vessel for Ultraman, the sun the way, can't hurt him or something. You yeah, know, the only way I'd love her see this is if one, uh, the Marvel and uh, Super Raya announces like a. Uh, Ultraman movie b- finally, and then that way they can because only Marvel really only nowadays really only produces comics if new comics if there's a movie or TV show coming out. So that's what we really would yeah. really hope for. <laughs> I don't want like Ultraman and like the MCU like the same way. I'm really worried about like the like um, the Gundam movie they might be making where it's like I don't know like what would Ultraman look like in the MCU? Like it would just be like oh. Hey, what's up? Like I'm like James Rhodes, and I heard that you're the Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'd have to keep it in its own separate universe, honestly, um, and not interact with any of the Marvel characters. Uh, and I'd be fine with that because that'd be too too weird in the MCU. I don't, don't want to see that mayo happen. <laughs> yeah, because like I feel like they'd be too tempted to like tie it into too many things where it should just be like, its only thing. It would be like, oh. Uh, there's this giant that has like an arc reactor kind of thing, and it's like this and that, and you know, it's something simple. If we ever actually get the Ultraman movie, uh, the Shin Ultraman movie, hopefully, they had to go back to the drawing boards due to uh, the pandemic and what have you. That's what they had. Oh, stated. they did. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, it's another probably two or three years before we maybe see that. I I had known that it was um, the trailer that they released not too long ago. That trailer actually had already came out like five years prior. Oh, it had. Um, Yeah, so that was pretty wild to hear. (laughs) So to hear that now it's getting set back even more, uh, it's just definitely definitely a bummer to hear for them. I think that with Anno, you have somebody who's just trying to get as many hotly anticipated projects as he can at the same time to never put out because there's still like that last rebuild of Ava. There's like Shin Kamen Rider, Shin Ultraman. There's Shin something else. I thought too. I'm not sure, but like I thought there was like a full uh, Godzilla, uh, which I still need to watch. It's good. Um, we kind of already had Shin Gamera. Like I think those '90 Gamera movies were like as Shin Gamera as you can get. Honestly, never saw those. I'm not too familiar with the the, the Shin line of things. Who else could like get like a like cool re- revival? I'm not sure. Like I I'm not sure how like Shin like Go Ranger like OG like Super Sentai would be, but that would be. Weird and like maybe a good way. They need it. Well, they could do is, uh, I mean, it was Sony that owns Power Rangers. Sony could maybe team up with, uh, well, not, I think they're not owned Power Rangers, but at least, at least the movie rights. Um, maybe they could possibly bring, I could easily, I'd rather see, I wasn't, I, I didn't mind the, the most recent Power Rangers movie. Um, so, and I wouldn't mind not seeing those characters come back, but I don't mind seeing Sony. Partner up with uh, Toku or or Tokuatsu or you know Toei even uh, for that sort of crossover there. 
have some sentai action the, going. Yeah. Like, it, it feels very easy to me to, like, do, like, a good Power Rangers movie. And, like, it like just kind of feels like they did, like, all the non-Power Ranger stuff very well. And then, like, once they got to actually, like, being in the theme, we're like, I don't want, like, a, like, um, an Ultraman movie that's, like, oh, like, hey, my name is Shin... Hayata and like there's this real jerk at my office and I'm like gonna become Ultraman and get the girl like that's not really like what it's about like you know let's make this a a space opera type story my name is Shin Hayata and I have migraines one day Angelina Jolie showed up and like taught me how to curve bullets (laughs) also I'm Ultraman (laughs) yes none of that please please I do not want like oh and I have like super strength and abs now because I like I died. Like no, let it be. Or, or they do the. Um, I was, you know, not the the best looking person, or like, you know, kind of the Captain Rogers, uh, the, the skinny skinny dude, and now he's uh, oh yeah, you know, honking, you know, buff looking, good looking. Uh, I can see them going that route too. In the wrong hands, of course. They have like fucked up like Green Lantern too, where it's like okay, if you can mess up Green Lantern, you can definitely mess up Ultraman. It's like they're kind of similar in that like they're just meant to be like dudes who like are space cops who were pilots that like got a power but they're like human without it right you know still have yet to actually watch that green laner movie at some point i will good good. (laughs) oh that's a i can't imagine like all the weird like the superhero movies that like failed to like launch like uh they made two of those Ghost Rider movies, I think. Yeah, I, I barely saw one of them. I like because I remember liking the the Ghost Rider character's look. I never really followed his comics or anything like that. But then when I saw the Nicolas Cage movie, I was like, "Yep, I'll pass." Because I think I saw like maybe parts of it. I was like, "Yeah, I really don't need this in my life." If I could do like one series, I would do like a like series, and like I would like uh do every movie where it's clear that the actor didn't want to get abs, but they still did for one scene. Because, <laughs> like, that's, like, where that, like, Ghost Rider movie is, where, like, I'm pretty sure, like, there's, like, one scene of him, like, clearly, like, hunched in, like, a weird way, and super dehydrated, like, in front of a mirror. And then he's, like, wearing a shirt the rest of the movie. Oh, boy. I do love me some Nicholas Cage, though. Much respect no. to him and his, his, his hustle and grind, that's for sure. His, um... Not Five Nights at Freddy's, but like his um like Willie's Wonderworld, the one where he's like a janitor. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. I watched a review about that. Uh it was, was good. Pretty, was it? That's good. It's kind of pretty bonkers. It's just like all his character does is like drink bag for a night and like fight monsters. And like I don't think he has a line really. And it's great. It's perfect. Quick check. Quick check for him. Uh, the last thing I saw him in was um it was the uh was it colors colors yes yes it was um it was all right i mean i didn't hate it um it was a little i want to say a little long in the tooth um but it was it was fine in the end yeah like i think um getting nicholas cage kind of like when a movie gets like the most obvious song it's like okay like you did the thing that you know is going to make it like resonate to people like very easily like even if you don't actually like have like that much like work besides it like to make this good and that's a fine place 
to be. He's like a like specialist, basically, like making movies out of nothing. Work, yeah, out of nothing, <laughs> really, yeah. But uh, that is not Kevin Ryder J. But that's uh, a preamble, yeah, yeah, that's uh, a preamble. We get into the juicy, juicy stuff now. Yeah, this I <laughs> we don't know what the J stands for, but like maybe it's like an old school like uh, mid two thousands like when the girls would have those like uh pink velvet shorts that said that said like juicy on the back like that maybe it's like that just like that kind of cover just like huge like big juicy that i that or i figured they got stoned one day and looked at their hand and said hey our hand can make a j if we do this <laughs> let's do go this. with that <laughs> and you know there's like one person there that like could never make their hand do it and like, is this just an L guys <laughs> yeah Oh man, but yeah, I, I didn't really know a little bit, a uh, little to nothing really about the Common franchise. Uh, yeah, I feel as a kid, Common Rider J in particular came across my screen maybe, uh, just I do kind of vaguely remember his like his, his look. Um, mm-hmm. But I was really following like the Bandai Power Rangers sprinkled in with like Ultraman eighty and some of the the Gridman Hyper Agent stuff. Um, but I feel like it was the the his Common Rider J's bike and his look that uh, stood out to me as a kid. Is why I think I I kind of remember this uh, coming into this movie. It's a little weird because um, Comrade J and Comrade Zo, the middle part of these like nineties movies, um, they Ooh. have very similar designs because they were meant okay. to be like the That's new double riders, like the first two, and they also almost match Comrade Black RX. So like, there's lots of stuff where like you have to like put these three next to each other sometimes to like know super well which one's which a little bit because they're all like green with like a center stripe and everything but uh (laughs) yeah so luckily with like the ultramans they have like different crowns or you know different headpieces uh to like put them apart yeah i appreciate that like there's like a generic ultraman look and like it feels like in the past like couple like ultra men it's been like oh and then because of weirdness you have like this wild out there form that's actually what like you're always like gonna look like but like a lot of them have like they're like oh and here's what they look like before they became ultraman z or something or like when they right, were like right or the different variations of, what have you. of light yeah yeah when you get into like the the newer stuff like especially like ultraman z it's kind of one of watching right now is like they'll blend in you know five different costumes into one uh, and it's really badass uh, and what have you, but it, it can get a little confusing if you don't know all of them for sure. Yeah, here's like um, this Ultraman's fused form of like the super form of like um, Ultraman Cosmos and Ultraman Taro, and then like it also takes in like uh, the um, like comic form. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and here's like the like Ultraman Taro like Baltan form. It's like good for speed. You're like, what? What's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> That's why we need game. But, That's why we need an Ultraman game, like just so we could almost like a Pokemon where you can collect all the 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 chips and what have you <laughs> to to create your ultimate Ultraman. If this was like the like Game Boy Advance, like Nintendo DS days, like they would have that, and it would be sick because it would be like uh, those old like Mega Man like Battle Network games where it's like oh like gather chips or stuff or like some kind of I weird really like, like Mega Man one. That's cool. Yeah, they're like grid based tactics, but. I don't know, like, we might get, like, a gacha game. Like, is there, like, an Ultraman gacha game? Because there's, like, the arcade games in Japan that are supposed to be cool. 
but there's like the gotcha um, games probably there might be yeah. a uh you know japanese line but yeah i know yeah a lot of stuff never comes over here unfortunately i'm not sure if there was a, a gotcha one there could be honestly because like i know there's like arcade games for these franchise and they have like cool gimmicks the like mini, there's like the mini one yeah like you have before. this like mini fig it like will like scan like an amiibo and like you have that character like in the arcade game i would love if like um we had like the like cards that you scan that are like your like account and you have your unlocks like on different like arcade machines like it was like really big for like fighting games i think in like the 90s and like 2000s in yes. like japan i was i remember reading about that that is cool but uh but is common rider j flawed though uh yes but i think it has great rewatchability um again with the cross production i thought of uh the bandai and toei really the formula of the story and the, the final product I think really represented the, the fact that they w- really wanted to try to cross over um, into the, into the West heavy with uh, things that they thought we might want, but I don't think we really wanted a lot of, uh, cause it definitely borrows from a lot. Uh, what did you think? This is such an interesting time. Cause it's before we really get the proliferation of, of like CG, but also before like power Rangers hits in the West. So there's like this, weird place where they are in continuity with stuff like different anime and like Akira and they're trying to also like compete like with stuff like Terminator you know and like it's like that's what they're trying to do versus like people might not really know what a like Power Rangers or like have that like point of reference so like it's like something like maybe like ease them in yeah with something they know pretty much uh, yeah, unfortunately, they did it overboard. I thought of that because I mean, you get the hint of Star Wars, uh, the lightsaber at the end. Yeah, that was really uh, fun. The it was it was fun. Again, it added to the the uh, aesthetic of the whole scene that set that too. Uh, Makana, the little girl, she's like the golden child. Um, yeah. Where they where they have to capture her, and then you have uh, the the Zod trio from Superman two, <laughs> which Common um, Rider J has to take down before we get to the final boss. Yeah, they definitely brought it from a lot. I'm sure there's other things that um, I may have missed as well, but those are just a few that I, I picked up on. It's like, um, so the actor for Cobra Rider, like Jay, is the actor for the uh, Tyranna Ranger from like Jew Ranger, so like okay. the like Red Ranger, um, like in Japan was like played by him. Um, he's played like another role or two, like that point, he was like one of those guys where it's like, okay, bring him in basically and um he does a lot with like a little because like he spends like so much of this movie just like talking to this like flying grasshopper right. or like some like um here's like the avatar of like earth kind of thing and then like going into like save his sister like yes so, like his main thing basically is like can he like grunt and like make like a like kia that like sounds good and like he can and um this works as like a like showcase of just like oh before they had like a lot of like special effects kind of stuff or like they were trying to like sell more toys maybe how <laughs> how detailed they got with a lot of the stuff like the budget going into just like making like oh like um the first monster that he fights uh the like um his name is like, like Agato the, the like um, yeah like that looks great that's a great design. Yeah. 
kind of like it's moving on like all fours and everything and just like it's like punched to death in the eyes and yeah, everything. It has like a heavier upper half too. Um, and just for them to be able to, I mean, I, I'm not sure if they were, if it was on a wire or anything to, to, you know, hang it up. But I mean, no matter how dated it looked, I thought they did a great job of um, hiding any flaws in the special effects and stuff like that. And because like, it's like one suit and it's a movie, like they let him get like wounded. They like let the fights happen in like different spots. Like this is before mm-hmm. there was like, um, legislation like there is now in japan like that was like um put in place to stop like street racing that basically means like you can't drive like an a like modified vehicle so that kind of killed like the momentum for the comrades like riding their bikes on like right roads okay. basically so like to see stuff like oh like here's like a long like shot of like this person on their bike that's fun like you like it's much like more cost prohibitive to like film like out there or like film with like exactly yeah your bike nowadays you know this is fun and like also like that like second monster too like her bat wings and everything like she's like really great just like uh that's one of the, that was really one of the pressing things where she's like flying across with him and it's like really you don't see any of the wire work so it's like that's that's amazing because <laughs> the other um films in this, this like franchise of like these like uh 390 movies are like so over the top of like there's so many guns and like rockets and like weird fights in warehouses and i like how this is just like oh we are going to a construction site possibly or (laughs) we're not gonna have like all that like (laughs) massive like like i think like in both movies the cia shows up with like a ton of machine guns just like guns people down it's like okay I, i like the fact that they make it a point of like, because just in the first fight, um, I forget they are they like on a street area up top first, and then like, and then they like kind of throw down into the creek area. Yeah, that, I thought they would go down. Point of like making sure the fight's in the creek, and I thought it was a good setting as well, um, for that entire fight because they go they jump up on top of the the rocks as well, which are like you know three stories above them, uh, and it looked great. The way this architecture, like, too, like, the, like, way, like, the, like, castle that's, like, the, like, Fog Mother, like, looks mm-hmm. like different anime at the time. Like, inside, it's, like, alien or, like, crawl, but, like, on the outside, it's, like, in conversation, like, with, like, what's going on in, like, studio, like, Ghibli and, like, other work that's, like, very, like, environmentalist at the time. Because, like, this is, like, just the point of this is, like, oh, um, here's, like, the issues caused by messing with like the planet, but also they like do make it be like an external threat. It's like the driving factor there too. And uh, just that, that's one thing. Yeah. You, when you mentioned that last time, I remember you mentioning that now, that was one thing I, I remember, like I didn't even see that really until you had mentioned that because everything else was really just being thrown at you. So that to, to really hear that underlying uh, little thread there for the stories, that's a good little motive for them to have. Yeah. And just, it's so interesting to me the way that you get like this like horror metal weird like alien lovecraftian face thing going on as opposed to like uh what is like natural and like heroes like from like nature like you also get it like in stuff like um like a lot of like different like anime and games from like this time like i think uh the final bosses in like in um like that like dolphin game like echo are very much like inspired like too and like that same kind of style of like here's just like 
weird like alien like hr geeker kind of thing going on but also it's like a like standard for like pollution too it's like interesting yeah you brought up you brought up uh, eco i haven't heard that in ages <laughs> right that's a great game that's <laughs> wasn't there a show too did they make a show out of that as well am i thinking of something else i don't know was there like a like eco the dolphin uh, yeah, the dolphin. Wasn't there a dolphin show in the '90s as well that had that same type of vibe? Are you, you thinking of Flipper? Yeah, but no, no, uh, not Flipper. Uh, no, not Flipper. It had like a science team, uh, and they had the dolphin show. as well. I, I want to say it was Eco as well. There were a ton of uh, ports-related media. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you looking it up right now by chance? I am. I'm seeing a bunch of other games. I'm not seeing a show. It might be something separate. It might be something I do know that um, in the Sonic comic, apparently, they did an arc that was just like they let Echo the Dolphin like have like six issues to tell its story. It's like, okay, that's okay. cool as hell, actually. I love that. That's awesome. Oh, no, I'm thinking uh, what it almost came to me is Deep Quest. That's what I'm thinking. Deep of. Quest. Really? What I is think that's Deep the name Quest? Of it. I think that's the name of it. If you're able to pull it up, I don't want to type in. Y'all loud and such. Ocean, it's, it's, it's something quest. It's like Ocean Quest. Sea quest, quest 2032 or like DSV. Would you say, yeah, say that again? Sea Quest DSV. That's, that's what it is. Sea Quest. Okay. Oh, In go. the near future, I draw my science fiction. Okay. I love these like uh, weird lost. Like, what's that show? It's like the UK, like it ran for one season, like the Jim Henson. Like puppet sci fi, like hard boiled, oh, like no, Martian colony that. show. Yeah, like after no, I've never now, heard but, of that. Um, UK sci fi 90s police procedural. Did you like, um, if you caught it, did you like Happy Time Murders? Happy Time Murders. Um, the, I haven't seen that. No, okay. It has like Melissa McCarthy and like a, like a crime drama with uh, uh, puppeteers and what have you. I thought it was funny, uh, but a lot of people kind of bashed on it and then of course now it probably won't get a sequel i'm thinking of um space precinct which was a 1994 1995 uk show that was like just full of like a bunch of like uh weird designs and like it was like very much like the practical effects of the time okay yeah it's like the crew from like the thunderbird movies and like stuff oh and, wow yeah so it's like a like a collab of that. Oh, that's interesting. I've been, I think on Amazon Prime, they have a lot of the Thunderbird stuff. I was like, ah, I kind of, because I used to kind of like dabble in that when I was uh, a kid and a little bit younger. I was like, I kind of want to like check those out because when, um, was it Team America, when that came out, that kind of like sparked that whole look for things again. A lot of people didn't know that was based off of, you know, Thunderbirds and what have you. Yeah. And like, I just will always appreciate something that is, trying to do something cool and like not having the budget to make it look quote unquote like real that's like my least favorite thing when like someone's like oh this like you can clearly tell this isn't real it's like well yeah like i think that's why i like the toku genre so much is because they are that pretty much you know what i mean like they don't have the best budget but sometimes a lot of it looks better than a lot of stuff we're getting right now like the current like ultraman z stuff that looked better than a lot of the Wonder Woman effects, <laughs> eighty or one one eighty four, excuse me, uh, effects. You know what I mean? So it's like, or I even think of like um, 
Legends of Tomorrow, the DC Legend of Tomorrow show. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's kind of in the same realm of this sort of uh, detail and graphics and what have you. But for some reason, Toku is just keeps elevating uh, every year while still staying the same. I think. I think that like part of it is that um, when you have stuff like a lot of modern movies and like shows that are trying to make this leap of like trying to make it look real, you're kind of making like what is supposed to be fantastic mundane and when it's not worried about being real exactly like it's like um when you're watching like a like cartoon and they want to be like oh like this character is from like a different dimension so they're drawn in like a different art style like i like there's like that like standout of like here's this like unreal thing so it is unreal it is different it's gonna look unnatural to the eye off rip yeah yeah yes agreed it's cool if it's unreal. It, it like doesn't look real. That's the point to me. One least, good but. example when it I thought worked was uh, I think of the movie Cool World. That was like Cool World. The, that was like one of the earlier ones. I like, kind of like Roger Rabbit as well, putting the humans in the, the sort of the cartoon world. Um, but with uh, Cool World, they did like human. The Brad Pitt was the the human. They put him like in this animation cartoon world, uh, which I which I thought was really cool. Like stuff like that is like really when it works, but then, like you said, they try to go overboard with it, and then it it takes away from what they're actually trying to honestly do with it. Or like uh, the like original Space Jam versus like what they're doing now. Like I like saw that scene of the um, when you have like Daffy and Bugs Bunny walking through Michael Jordan's house, and they're animated, and like it's so much more interesting and like impressive knowing what they were doing with what tools they had. Mm-hmm. And like their constraints, like it's like why like a lot of like um martial arts like fight scenes that like aren't super high budget look so much better. Like when you see like oh like, this is like two people actually fighting on like a slope in like fifteen second takes, that's more impressive like than like a big CG hammer and, your, and like your, quick your takes. You know? movies essentially, yeah, yeah. I think that like Shang Chi movie is going to be garbage because of that. Honestly, personally. <laughs> I saw the trailer. I didn't mind it. Um, I'm yeah. I'm curious to see what uh, they will do with it. Um, they because I mean Kevin Feige, I uh, tends to try and like be authentic, um, but at the same time, I think they are going to have uh, this over budget CGI where maybe they are finding on a lot of green screens uh, opposed to actual set pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard because um, when I think about um, the fantasy of like something like. Black Panther or like Wonder Woman were like the fantasy of culture, the fantasy of like society versus like this doesn't feel like it's playing in a different space than what we already get in like a lot of very like traditional or like common stories about like what Asian families like do. There's like, oh, there's like going to be like the triad or like the Yakuza are going to be there, like that kind of stuff. And like, it, I'm worried it's just going to the the normal tropes. Yeah, the, the yeah. cliche tropes. Yeah, I hope that's not the fact. Um, yeah, we will see it, because I'm not familiar with any of the directors or um, who's doing Because, I mean, you mentioned Black Panther. That made me think, like, when you look at the um, the end scene there, the whole fight scene, like, I thought that, that CGI was um, utterly garbage. Uh, and then they, you know, really easily could have, you know, and then I think of Toku stuff, like Ultraman and stuff we're watching now, going back to the 90s even. Mm-hmm. And you really don't need that much. That's why I think uh, this whole genre is very uh, inspirational to me, I think, too. Uh, and a lot of the elements that I do outside of this stuff, you know what I mean? So There's lots of 
fun memes of like, oh, like um, you said like Infinity War was the most like ambitious thing, and it's like two hundred like Super Sentai, like versus like three hundred like Kamen Riders. And, like oh, <laughs> I think I, I think maybe like, you shared that with me at some point. Yeah, and, and, like, yeah. Got, got a chuckle out of that. For years, they've just been throwing dudes in like a quarry and saying, okay, we have like thirty five of different cameras and we'll like have like some like short scenes of like this person flying and this and like it's like it's like it's much more of like a brawl than like the marvel let's run towards each other because of lord of the rings <laughs> you know so but yeah uh, <laughs> though um uh, i love all the fight scenes in like jay and like i love the ridiculousness of like him becoming gigantic and like jumbo i guess and like having that fight scene like at like the like ultra band scale too yeah i i, I do remember that there was uh some inconsistencies with the whole suit up thing too because at the beginning um he his first fight we kind of just goes off camera and then he comes back and he's common writer the next scene um he is what does he do uh, i think he is his buckle goes off mm-hmm. and then the final one he learns the the stance um somehow or another to to turn into the suit but yeah I mean, there are some things I, I guess they decided to maybe leave out uh, of the script to, for, sh- for some reason, I thought could have added some logic to how he was able to you know, suit up uh, in this case. <laughs> yeah, they don't really explain that at all. Like, he just, like, knows how to do it, which, like, is also, like, yeah, if it's not interesting or there's not, like, a good answer, like, it's, like, I'm just, like, let's just, like, have to, let's, like, have it happen, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I think that's where, where the runtime, because I'm glad it was only 46 minutes, but it, if if this would have been like an hour and like 30 minutes, I think they could have fixed um, a lot of the issues and nitpicks that I maybe have with this. Um, for Because I, I thought for a guy with, who just got these powers, he, he learns everything pretty quick uh, to defeat these three opponents and the final boss, all in the span of what feels like maybe two days. <laughs> this was like a triple feature with um, Blue SWAT, which was a like um, Metal Hero series of like, what if a SWAT team had like some dope like cyberpunk like guns and okay. um and ninja sentai like Kaku ranger which was like uh the one that like when they got their like ninja powers and like the like original power rangers where like that footage came from or like the like alien rangers like use their suits exactly oh, okay also they bought they they would use some other material from previously interesting yeah because it's like uh i'm pretty sure there's never been a season of like power rangers that was like new designs beyond like the titanium ranger and like light speed rescue was like a new design but, like it was like one dude basically okay i think the, the one thing that does help at least common rider jay stand out is the sort of grasshopper uh, that helps him along the way it's sort of his own branding because you mentioned like the, the sort of ultraman when he gets bigger you know outside of that this is the only thing that really helps him stand apart because uh, the origin is very similar <laughs> to origin or ultraman as far as you die and then the the gods come to visit you. The ultra gods come to visit you uh, to to give you this power. So yeah, and for like Jay, like, this is like the like one thing that really defines him later. Like whatever he like shows up for the most part. Like the cool thing he's doing is like I get big. Like versus like being more relevant in like other fights. You know, like okay. So it's like oh um like this one comrade can fly. Oh, they're always flying when, like, when they have, like, their big, like, here's, like, 30 dudes, like, shots, you know? So, but no, it's fun. There was one thing that was, like, you could tell. Uh, it was, like, not necessarily low budget, but um, just, just very, like, 
uh, DIY, I guess, like the little puppet dinosaur hands when they're explaining mm-hmm. when Fog Mother was explaining uh, how she took over the dinosaurs. And now she's ready to take over the humans. Uh, when they were like when they were attacking the dinosaurs, a little puppet uh, di- or puppet kaiju hands. I thought that was cute. <laughs> I could laugh out of that. They made me think of like the like snakes from like the like graboid mouth and tremors. Uh, you say from Tremors? Uh, yeah, from Tremors. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, like it's like a big like underground worm, but it's like tongues are like. Yeah, I have to, I have to look the. Yeah, I have to put them side by side because I've seen Tremors. I have to put them side by side because it was a little dark in the uh, this movie. Yeah, uh, but what a a like fun little movie though because like this is just no, like no, uh, no doubt. I wish there. I love commentaries, so I wish there. This would be perfect for uh, like sort of a director commentary. And to learn what may have like didn't hit the cutting board, cutting room floor, or uh, what they what changes they had to make, I, and so I'd love to hear stuff like that. It's like uh, would be like really good, for, like a fan one too. That was like that like mystery like science theater like riff tracks kind of thing too. Just like oh, like, what's going on here? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Crow. No, just uh, it was. A lot of fun to look at like these like weird 90s movies because they're like just trying to do so much they're trying to bridge this gap but at the time they don't know there's going to be more like they don't know in like 2000 there's going to be like a like new series it's going to like rise change right. what they're doing so it's just like this weird kind of like it's like this attempt but also it ultimately kind of like fails because like what they like end up doing is so different and like does like change over time and like these like three also get like in like weird spots where like when they do like a um this generation versus like this generation movie like they're kind of like the like um the gen x like common writers like that like it like lumped in with like the like boober common writers kind of thing where it's like oh like go over here you know <laughs> like now when you told me when you, had, when you had first told me about the uh the set of movies because like i hadn't known which one we were going to be watching i I think I may have dabbled into one of them that had like almost like a Terminator type villain, uh, so I could I could see like the elements that they were grabbing for for uh, for that as well. Seems that they were borrowing for from the whole trilogy of things. So that was Common Rider Shin, different from okay. Shin Common Rider, which is coming out in like twenty twenty three, I think. But okay. like it was like a weird, like monstrous, like very like toofy design too for that like Common Rider, and that is the. 90s Kamen Rider like movie like trilogy with uh, Kamen Rider Shin, Kamen Rider Zoe, Kamen Rider J. Uh, they're very interesting, but just focusing on like Kamen Rider like J, like it definitely like does feel like they just wanted to like add to it and like have like a fun time, like try something like a little different with like what Kamen Rider was, and like I think they like succeeded. And for franchises that like go this long, like Doctor Who, Kamen Rider, like Ultraman, it's almost like. Right. I'm I, like when they have like a lineup, it's like, oh, like it's cool. There's like some texture that happened here, some weird stuff here, rather than like the work itself being like that important. It's much more like, oh, like who's this weird character in this weird story? Well, that's part of like the like lineage, you know? Right. The whole, I mean, kind of Star Wars esque type of feel. Who's Babu Frick? Like who's like IG 88? Who's this? Who's that? <laughs> who's Ultraman powered? What's that about? So much to explore. So much always more, but uh, when you're actually on, like some of our guests, like Ryan, um, like when you are talking about Tokusatsu, where can people find you, Ryan? 
Well, you can check out the uh, my YouTube, which is Reading Comics About Black. Um, I post mostly uh, gameplay commentaries and occasional uh, comic book opinion stuff. But lately, all my focus um, has been on producing my first upcoming little short uh, story digital comic that's going to be titled uh, Red Mage. I'm working with uh, Vinicio uh, Carraro out of Brazil. Uh, we've worked together on um, logo stuff for many of my projects, and we're finally collaborating to to do this little slice of life um, comic that's inspired by Robotech and some of the the just my really my love for uh, space opera stuff. Um, but yeah, check that out at redmagecomic.org. Uh, you can follow me at redmagecomic or follow me at a RCWB channel for all the good stuff that I'm doing there. And I do appreciate you, Kip, for for having me. And thank you so much for really coming on. Like I've like seen like a little bit of like your like comic, and it's like really cool. Like it's like definitely there's like a for someone who likes space opera so much like i feel like the like robotech stuff is like a real like blind spot for me that like i keep meaning to like get more into there's like yeah, so much enough, there like the, yeah the uh the hiatus of robotech remix also kind of helped pick my uh kickstart to really get back into uh, working on a, a comic book again and the fun thing about like franchises like common rider and like robotech is like when you do find people like that are like, Hey, in like my country, this was huge. And like, maybe not that many people like knew about it, like in like America and like having that, like weird, like mix, like reaction, like, Oh yeah. Like you really like ultra bad. Like, let's like, let's link up. Let's talk about it. Like we, we share, yeah, we share the same likes essentially. Like it's all in the same family, which is, which is awesome, which is a great thing. I think. Yeah. And that's like the goal of all this, like ultimately, you know, I'm glad you, yeah, I shared a couple of pics with you and I'm, I'm posting updates as well um, at the redmagecomic.org. So yeah, definitely follow that if you guys are interested in a sort of slice of life, slice of life, uh, slice, I cannot talk, slice of life uh, comic book there. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out and I should be um, hopefully dropping the cover, uh, just like the black and white cover uh, here soon. Yeah, we're just kind of going back and forth with some notes, but yeah, it's it looks amazing and I can't wait to uh, keep sharing this stuff. I'm really proud of what we're doing here. It's just like we talked a little bit off air, um, just the fact that, like, again, trying to find that uh, groove or inspiration again uh, coming out of, you know, whatever you're facing, whether it was the pandemic or uh, whatever depression or whatever you're going through. Yeah, just trying to find whatever hits you to get that spark going. I do hope you find it that way you can, you know, keep creating again. Yeah. And like, it's like the most important thing, like, is uh, we're at this point where, like, we're seeing a lot of people mature and create that have these like reference points that like we might be more f- familiar with, with like the like odd like space opera that like maybe never got as big as star Wars or like the odd yeah. like show like Ultraman, the common rider. And like, that's great. Cause you're seeing their version of it, like what they took and like, you're getting that like connection and oh, like, yes. it's uh, I mean, yeah, Star Wars is really a great healthy. example of that because, I mean, they pretty much borrowed from Valerian. They're in the uh, Thousand Cities and what have you. Uh, plus, <laughs> um, uh, what else? What was it Flash Gordon as well? So, yeah, Star Wars is a big proponent. They're like the, I, I feel like the, at the capital of borrowing from everyone else and getting rich off of it. <laughs> yeah, like the, like, is it um, on like Hidden Fortress, like, too, was like, what like new hope was based off of like it's like okay. really rich so, yeah, like, yeah, too, you like, learn yeah. about that stuff like as you get older too yeah because when you're younger you're not really searching for it but yeah as you get older and you learn more uh different hobbies and what have you yeah it's crazy so 
Star yeah, Wars. make sure that yeah. you uh, don't feel bad about what you create because everybody's like taking everything from like somebody else at, yeah. at some point, you know? Yeah, I, I, I want I want I'm trying at least with this particular comic. Um, I'm trying to make it as original as possible. The only thing that's really exp- inspiring uh, from this is the the main characters, uh, which are Dana, Bowie, and um, which I from the Robotech shows Louis, but I I'm changing his name to Lewis. So it's a different iteration of all these characters, and that's really just the 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 inspirational part that you'll really find. Um, I think this comic, um, but I don't want to give it too much away because I, I really like the twist that I that I got brewing up. No, I'm excited to read more of it, honestly. Perfect. Awesome. With that, uh, just um, you can find uh, me on Twitter.com at JSForge. You can find the podcast at Come Ride With Me on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever podcasts and books are sold. Uh, and if you want to check out uh, ComeRideWithMe.com, that is where everything gets posted. On ComeRideWithMe.com slash episodes there are all the episodes on comradesme.com slash merch there's all of the merch um and that all goes to charity i'm not sure where this is going out actually so i don't know which charity like we recently shifted to like some like uh humanitarian ones in like palestine but like i'm not sure if they're like pride month we're gonna like look more there but regardless i just love going back different times and seeing like what they thought was important like what their like inspirations were and like this whole show is like just been about like um how it's not derivative to be enriched by like the things around you and like the things you care about like but it's like really like original and like makes you like an interesting thing like to engage with you know yeah what spawns out of that as well no i agree uh, and this is making me want to go back and you know kind of check out uh, Gridman the Hyper Agent because again I, I kind of checked it out a little bit when I was younger and I think it's on the uh, the Toku channel on Amazon so if you ever end up doing an episode on that definitely I'd be uh, glad to come back and talk about that absolutely 